Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Comics Deserve Better podcast, where we cover the world of independent comics. I am one of your hosts, Brian, and with me, as always, are the other two parts of the CDB crew, Carrie and Darcy. Hello. Hi. How are you all doing today? Fairly good, I think. Good. I smell like an old Catholic church. I bought um, (laughs) lotion off of Etsy from this fabulous lotion maker in um, New Mexico, and I've never used her products before. And then I just got like some rent. I, I like the packaging she made. So I got like this one called like Nefertiti and it's frankincense and myrrh. I, I put it on. I literally smell like an old woman at an old Catholic church. And I have to say, I'm kind of digging the vibe. I don't think <laughs> I can house- use it every day, but. I, I was about it. to ask, are you one of those celebrities that doesn't wash yourself or something? <laughs> oh, no. I, I think Carrie's in the rock. But that's in, better. Uh, seven's right. camp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. That whole like Ashton Kutcher, yeah. Mila Kunis. We don't wash our kids unless we see physical unless dirt. Unless we see dirt on them. Yeah, that's wow. that's a little much. I, I don't wash myself as much as the rock, but I also don't work out <laughs> five trillion times a day. So exactly. Yeah, I eat as much as a rock and I don't work out. And that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, yet to have a 3 a.m. cheat meal on a Sunday, which yes. I do follow on Instagram and I'm super jealous of what he eats. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I can't afford his lifestyle, nor do I have yeah. the money. Yeah, okay. no. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we are here to talk about independent comics. And um, we actually have a uh, manga this, this week as our main course. But before we get into that, we have some news. There's some uh, major news that is actually still kind of dropping as we're recording this. So, um, but we're going to move that to the discussion er- um, area because it's all kind of related and it actually makes a good discussion, I hope. Or we'll see. And uh, let us know if it doesn't. <laughs> well, no, no don't, don't let us, us know. It does. <laughs> don't, don't. I don't care to hear yeah. your opinions if you didn't okay. like the round table. Sorry, world. <laughs> Well, um, I'll go into the other news real quick. Uh, just a reminder, Saturday is, um, this Saturday is coming up in a couple of days. If you're listening to this, the day it comes August out on Thursday. 14th is August the date. 14th Jeez, is, out, is, is free comic book day. Um, I know it's usually the first, like the first weekend of May, but obviously for obvious reasons, it's been uh, postponed. It's actually our first one since 2019, which is yeah. pretty awesome. Um, and I don't know if they're doing it digitally this year or not have, have you heard darcy i honestly i have not I've, well, I've heard some people say they're going to do it and then that they're like some some comic book shops are pushing it back like individual comic book shops are pushing it back so i don't know that it's like free comic book day across the board you might want to check with your local comic book shop whether they're yeah. doing it so i know like for the most part that's what this is supposed to be but just because this is quote unquote free comic book day this is what we're trying for doesn't mean that's what your local comic book shop is going to be doing uh, so don't necessarily get your hopes up check with your local comic yeah book shop. definitely yeah definitely drop a line with them um you know either so, through social media or give them a call like and if they don't respond and they're not like a comic book shop and you shouldn't give them your money so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's true okay. but if, if it is going on um just uh well one if there is it is coming out digitally um i will um probably do a free comic book day roundup as my spotlight next week and um and then talk about a few of those books i won't be able to get them physically so it all depends on that um uh, but... yeah i'm sure somebody's putting something out digitally there's no mm-hmm. way they're not exactly. I, I just haven't checked and um 
but um, some independent comics that are being featured. Um, there's going to be a uh, Enter the Slaughter, which is the, or Enter the House of the Slot of Slaughter, which is the James Tinian um, offshoot of um, of something is killing the children. And uh, it looks like there's going to be a free comic book day uh, preview of that. Uh, there's a free comic book day. Um, I'm going gonna, gonna to quit saying free comic book day because obviously this is all about free comic book today. But uh, there's a We Live uh, book that's coming out, um, which uh, was a series that, that um, I pretty much I, I enjoyed uh, for the most part. Um, it's a good post-apocalyptic um, series. Carrie's laughing I'm at sorry me. For laughing. <laughs> I'm trying to clandestinely eat my deluxe nuts mix because I woke up from a two hour nap but I'm really hungry <laughs> and I just spilled all the fucking cashews on the bed and I'm trying I'm sorry this is not pertinent to anything a free comic book this but has been nut talk this um, is um my nut corner so go ahead okay well um free com uh, there's a um an all ages book uh called allergic speaking about nuts but this one's about being allergic to dogs no. um and um, but it's a it's it looks it's adorable looking. I I this is definitely on is my list. Is that a horror comic? That sounds awful. No, it could be a horror book though. Um, there's a um, a black and Cal Exit book that's coming out from um, Black Mask. Um, I've, I'm familiar with Black, but I never read Cal Exit, but I heard it's pre a pretty good thing. So, you know, that's usually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a few good things. There's an Arl Stein book coming out. Mm. Um, you know, um, Sonic the Hedgehog, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Tresse, there's a there's a Tresse book as oh, well. Oh, is there really? Yes. Oh, that's cool. So there's just like I, yeah. I need to look at that. Yeah. It looks like cool. a sampler of some sort. A sampler, yeah. But, yeah, I was about to say like like the first issue or something. Yeah. So definitely uh yeah there's there's quite a few good things coming out so uh, definitely check out the the free conflict day website even though i think it, it kind of sucks but free conflict day itself is cool just the website yeah. is, is kind of lame or yeah. dumb um but yeah i um okay so next bit of news is um Inker, I-N-K-R, which is a new platform this kind of goes along with what we're going to talk about later um they raised 3.1 million dollars in investments in the last year uh, to help uh, grow their platform. Uh, they're mostly manga right now, um, but they do have um, a few deals with Image Comics and Webtoons, and they will be getting kind of more of a diverse amount. I guess right now there's about 800 titles on there, so it's um, a lot of stuff is there. Is there? I downloaded it yesterday. Um, there's a lot of stuff there for free. Like it's a lot of those, you know, you read the first three volumes of something for free, and then the last two volumes while you're hooked, you have to uh, the pick up subscriber pay <laughs> for it. Yeah. But it's it's yeah, it's a, it's a pretty once again, it's a pretty good diverse selection. Um, you know, we're always we're always looking for um, value ways to get more comics on this podcast. I think. And so um, that might be something to check out as well. And it sounds like they're doing pretty healthy uh, with the $3.1 million boost. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So next, uh, real quick. Um, actually, this was given to us by a um, friend of the show and friend to us all, Rebecca. And um, that is that Russell Mark Olson is giving away the first volume of uh, their first of their first um the first volume of Gateway City for free because uh, volume two is not currently out on Kickstarter. 
So we'll have um, oh, volume two on the uh, the show notes. But uh, yeah, um, check check out Russell uh, Mark Olson online. Uh, he has a, basically a, a link to his Dropbox. You can download the PDF for free. That's awesome. Yeah, that's nice access. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, and you know, it's it's a great way to advertise uh, Kickstarter. Yes, it is. <laughs> Definitely. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, well, moving along then, we are going to go into spotlights. I'm not going to go first this week. Uh, I'll go first. Carrie, I'll volunteer. Would you like to go first? Sure. So, um, put your nuts away. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm, no, joking. I'm hungry. I'm sorry. Um, okay, so I was going to do another comp. First, I was going to do one comic, and then I've been under the weather, so I didn't want to do anything. And then I took a, a nap and my life's been interesting the last week so brian um did uh did me a solid and he sent something to me earlier um by frankie white it's a new um comic that they're doing and it is called eat my flesh drink my blood um brian and i have lots of talks about um religion and what it means to be a religious person and blah 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 so i'm trying to embrace some more metal aspects of catholicism because i don't know that's in the phase i'm in right now so this is um a romantic horror book um i literally am just on the guy's um instagram and uh it looks like frankie white's writing um let's see the person who's doing the color uh and there's other people on it because I don't know. It's Mark Markiewicz, Mark M A R K I E W I C Z, is one of the people, and then A H G is the other person. So sorry that wasn't a very good um, educated uh, spotlight, but it looks really sick. Um, if you go on Frankie White's um, Instagram, there's a couple of pages that he posted, and it's about meeting the in-laws. And so I don't know. Looks good. There's a church on the front. It's all bloody and shit. So should it's horror so again going on the horror kick but it looks interesting i'm excited to read it and i guess um you can pre-order the book on august 14th nice from dauntless stories oh okay so yeah looks good i've actually never heard of that that uh the company i i i hadn't um paid attention when i when i said that out earlier but it looks pretty good it looks like it's adam markovitz is the artist and yeah, that right. um, so thank you and uh ahg color yeah ahg that's how um, they so. and thanks to darcy and to brian for forcing me to read other things my eye for the art has gotten better as in like i'm liking more types of different people's artwork so thank you guys oh. you're welcome well yeah definitely because more happy to share this fun this yeah. love and that's the spotlight okay how about you darcy when you go next um mine uh actually comes out in like uh comes out wednesday so i haven't read it yet again i'm keep I keep going into the future um okay. but so when this comes out it will have dropped um but as of today i have not read it yet uh so it is cheer up love and pom-poms uh by crystal frazier and val wise um it's a queer cheerleading comic uh, so if you're someone around our age uh to your you know, but I'm a cheerleader. The movie oh is probably yeah. like one of the seminal yeah. like, queer 
forms of entertainment that, that like cringy. helped make you who you are uh-huh. kind of yeah. thing mm-hmm. uh so so anytime, good. I love that movie. exactly anytime the concept of oh hey it's like lesbian cheerleaders comes across my table I'm like yes I will read that and so that's kind of what this was you know like oh hey uh, so basically the idea is like you've got this like uh, anti-social lesbian who needs something to put on her college resume so she's like all right fine I'll do cheerleading uh, and then you have um this trans girl that's trying to like uh, be She's got to like make her grades and be social so that her parents will continue to support her kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they like, I guess, get together. Oh, I've not read the book. <laughs> I not re- it looks adorable. We, we just look it, it does right look now. adorable. Super yes, I like- it looks super adorable. And yeah, we may have to get that. Various body types as well, which is always mm, nice. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, it's really cool. Darcy, where were you when you watched But I'm a Cheerleader? I was, I can't remember how old I was, but I was definitely, it was in the summer. I was at home, you know, my parents were gone. My brother was out skateboarding probably. Um, it was on cable. I was flipping through or satellite here. We don't have cable. I was flipping through. It was very pretty. I found it. I landed on it. Mm-hmm. And I just watched it. It was, you know, I was probably, I don't know, 15, 16 years old. Yeah. I changed was, my life. I was 18 um I was in Berkeley visiting friends who were I was never smart enough to get into UC Berkeley but I had <laughs> friends who were so I went to go party for them for a weekend so it was just like a bunch of kids all crammed into like this really shitty um room in a old frat house and we're just like smoking weed watching this movie together it was probably one of like the best memories I have from like being that age it was just it was so rad I loved it I love that yeah, movie. It's, it's like that and and Debs. Debs didn't come out until I was in uh-huh. college, but like those so. two, you know, stand out because you know so many queer focus movies are so fucking sad. Mm-hmm. But, but but I'm a cheerleader and Debs are fun as shit. Yeah, they're just fun movies. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, I, and that movie made me fall in love with Natasha Leone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um got it on the. Well, back when Netflix uh, was doing DVDs, oh, like, sending DVDs out to, yeah. I actually, yeah. that was one of my DVD uh, choices b- between Firefly seasons, I think. <laughs> so, but wow. yeah. Wow, we're no. old. Yeah. Yes, we are. Um, yes, I was we in are. Early 20s, yeah, I'm 40, y'all. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah, so half my life ago, I watched that movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, no, it's, yeah then the yeah the book looks great um it does art looks fun looks like yeah. a good positive all ages story yeah, so yeah absolutely good stuff okay well i guess i'll go on to my choice which is a weird book but i liked it a lot um so we've talked about maria Jove here a few times mm-hmm. we also had discussion on how to pronounce her her last name um i think it's your bet didn't we uh, decide on your bet uh, maybe it was your bet because for some reason yeah and i just said Jove. i don't know we're gonna have this argument again <laughs> so do this again everyone okay no well i'm gonna go Jove with... would be french yes it would be i think i'm gonna go with your bet then yes um <laughs> Um, Cause she's Spanish, right? She's from Spain. She's Spanish. She's yes. yeah. And oh well, and here we go again. Um, letters <laughs> are done by Saida Temafonte. I think I did that one better. Um, and he did. Um, it was excellent. And that was um, it's a book 
called Porcelain, number and it's the first issue that just came out last week um, from Ablaze Comics, the same uh, comic book company that does Tresse. I think they're actually located in Philippines, if I remember. Yes, I think so. Yeah, that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. So yeah, support your your uh, international comic book companies. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so if you guys are familiar with uh, Maria Yovet and and uh, her style, creepy and sexy awesome. is essentially yeah. the best ways to, to explain things absolutely um i know we talked about the the cult book that you know the 60s cult book that came out um the psychedelic book um a few episodes ago and um, i remember heartbeat which was uh about um teenagers um getting it on and drinking each other's blood while doing so <laughs> so yeah uh <laughs> that's her it. style that's and this book vibe. is it's definitely it's beautiful it's creepy and it's definitely a horror book um so it's about beryl who's a young girl who's living in the desert with maybe her mom they don't really say it's it's some kind of guardian and she is sent out to go get oil um with her cat and she's told to stay on the uh the path um so she goes she goes gets the oil on the way back, she sees this really creepy house <laughs> called the dollhouse. It says it literally on the, the house, and it has some weird iconography all over it. And um, she steps off one step off the path to look at it closer, and a giant tongue comes out of the door of the uh, of the house and sucks her in. And she sees more weird things, and she also eats a cupcake full of bugs. Oh no! And then she meets. Um, Valentina, the sculptress, who seems to be the person who owns this house, and compliments Beryl on her porcelain skin and says how she would make a great doll. Oh, so, hell no. <laughs> yeah. Man. That's basically, basically kind of a good, you know, description of the first uh, issue. And uh, we definitely can imagine how many crazy, creepy ways this can go. It's yeah. uh, coloring is great. The art is great. So definitely, uh, that sounds like your, your game, your bag. Definitely check it out. Do you have that? Oh uh, yes, they do. Okay, yes. I'll read that. That yeah. sounds good. And the tongue scene sounds disappointing if all it does <laughs> is just take her into the house and her cat as well. Oh, I so, like cats. Yes, and so yeah, it's yeah, it's weird. Um, it's fun. It's cool. definitely a good book to check out. Well, not a book that's not weird, but definitely a good book in my opinion is our main topic today. Um, yeah, this was a good one. A good one, Darcy. Yes, and it was Darcy's choice. And the name of the book, as I lost my place in my notes, and I should have just noticed by my heart, but I don't because I have the memory of a walrus. Memory it is the memory. <laughs> a hamster. Um, yeah, and it's the memory of Emanon. 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 Is it, it Emanon? I say Emanon. I say Emanon too. Let's say Emanon, and I'll say Yovet as well. <laughs> and uh, it's by uh, Shinji Kaijo and Kenji Surata. And it was published in the West by Dark Horse. And it was Darcy's choice. So Darcy, uh, if you'd like to uh, kind of give us a quick synopsis, and also if you want to let us know uh, why you brought this book to the uh, book club today. Okay. Uh, well, I read this uh, for the first time a good number of years ago. I cannot remember the first time I read it, but I read it when I was in Thailand. And so uh, the reason Shinji Kaijo said he wrote this the first time, uh, because it's originally a novel um, or like a series of short stories. And he says like, he had this idea of being a, a guy or a young man on a boat and 
having this like young woman coming up to him and having uh, what in Japanese is called uh, yukizuri or a casual encounter and ichigo ichie uh, or a once in a lifetime coming together of minds mm. just like these very brief encounters with a person that uh, has this deep meaning to you that resonates throughout your life kind of thing like you meet someone for a brief time but you remember that encounter for the rest of your life basically and for me uh, I had so many of those when I was in Thailand um, so reading this this book this the first volume there's several I think there's four in all and three have been translated um, it was super impactful for me because the story is the story in volume one is this guy is it's the 60s he's been a, a, away from home he's recounting all this stuff that's happening in the world you know the space race is going on apollo one's just failed um all, all the things that's happening in music um, and he's getting on a ferry and going home because he's had all these failed relationships and all this things not going well in his life. So he's on this ferry, he's on the lowest deck of the ferry mm -hmm. and he meets this girl and she's a hippie chick is what she's <laughs> being called here in the translation. Uh, and um, she, uh, is very beautiful. She looks about 17 to him and to everyone around him. And she sits next to him with her bag and kind of gets hit on by mm -hmm. these old men. And she wakes him up later in the, the sh passage and says, oh, hey, sweetheart, can you, um, can, can we go outside? I'm feeling ill because she kind of wants to get away from these old men. So she's kind of using him as a way to get away. And during the process of this trip, um, she tells him a story because she finds out that he likes science fiction. She's like, oh, well, you're kind of open-minded. Let me tell you my story. And she says, I am, I think she says 3 billion years old. Mm -hmm. I hold the memory of the entire life of this planet i'm as old as life on this planet with every birth i am reborn into whatever child i have and i hold that memory so i hold the memory of all life on this planet um and she says the only reason she told him is because he reminds her of one of her husbands um and she's like why do you think i exist and he gives her a couple of reasons one of which is uh, the fact that she may be a touchstone towards evolution so like she's a springboard for the next period of evolution mm -hmm. um and they have this conversation they talk about it for a while and eventually she laughs and she's like well what did you think of my story he's like oh it was fake and she's like of course it was fake and they go on to talk of other things and eventually they kiss um and then they go back down to below deck they fall asleep, he wakes up and she's gone, leaving him only a note that says, hello, goodbye. He waits for her, he looks for her, he doesn't find her. He goes back home, he gets a job, he eventually has a matchmaker find him a wife, he has two children, it's 13 years later. 
he's living what is a fairly normal life. He's fine with it, but he's not like super happy. Mm-hmm. And he's like this man with this, you know, he, he reads fantasy, he reads sci-fi. So he's got this brain of things could have been amazing maybe with this one woman I met this one time. He carries that letter that she wrote, the hello goodbye letter mm-hmm. uh, in his wallet still because he had this casual encounter at one point in his life that gave him this spark that could have been something different had he found her. Holy shit, the spider's back. Let's move on. Um, (laughs) And he looks to his side one day when he's sitting at the um, train station and he sees her. She's older, her hair's cut shorter and he approaches her and he says, do you remember me? And she's like, no, I don't remember you. And then a couple of minutes later, this little girl comes up and she's like, mom, you know, here's whatever. And then she looks at him and she's like, oh yeah, I'm Eminem. I just, I just couldn't say it. My goodness. (laughs) That's my (laughs) fault. That's my problem. I'm Eminem, which is the name she had originally given him because Mm -hmm. that's no name backwards. Mm And she says, and he's like, did your mom tell you this story? And she says, no, when my mom came back, she met someone, she got married and she had a baby and that baby was me. And she passed down all those memories to me. And so I remember that day that I met you and I liked you a whole lot. And for the rest of time, I will carry that day that I had with you. And so she goes off with her mom and her memories. And he's like, so I have this normal life, but for the rest of time, uh, I'll be remembered because I spent that, you know, that, that, you know, 13 years is nothing, but that one day will be carried forever in her memory because she is the record of human history or of, of earth's history. And that is the memory of Eminon. Which is a double, um, not a tundra, but like a, has a double meaning because because this is a, he's thinking back about Eminon, which is his memories of Eminon. And and then it's literally about the memory of Eminon. I thought that was pretty, pretty clever. And also she doesn't give him a name and he, she doesn't give him a name of her and we don't have his name either. I don't believe. Oh yeah. No, yeah, everyone yeah. kind of remains anonymous in a way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't catch it um, that her name was no name backwards. She uh, actually but, says it. Yeah. She says, uh, yeah. Eminon and my name is, oh, yeah. That's, that's when I caught, caught it when she, when she said it. Yeah, but when I first saw the <laughs> title, I didn't, uh, I didn't, it didn't occur to me. <laughs> I was yeah. like, you didn't catch it. She tells you what it is. Okay. <laughs> exactly. I am really seriously concerned. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So, what does this mean that she says that her name is? Okay. <laughs> no, um, but no, um, I, I liked. I personally, I thought this was it was good. It, um, at first, at first, I thought it was kind of slow, but once yeah, I started, very, I mean, it is yeah. slow. But but yeah, no, but it was definitely interesting the entire time, and um, I. I honestly thought it was going to go in different directions. Like I actually, as I'm reading this, I'm, I'm coming up with questions and discussion points and stuff like that for, for this episode. And one of the ones right before we get the 13 year jump was, do you think she was lying? 
and then then you that doesn't uh that's not ambiguous in this <laughs> they, they literally tell you that uh she was on the truth did you read past the did you see the color pages at the end did you go to the yes. whole thing yeah because uh she keeps i mean she keeps following him to a certain extent you see him when he's an old man kind of thing in those color pages which i thought was kind of sweet yeah no absolutely oh i didn't i i didn't see that i yeah there's I there's read. Oh, there's a couple of color pages just after that last page with her and her mom that's in black and white mm -hmm. you see a couple of color pages and you see oh, him and cool. on like 17 again basically oh. like as, as a young woman again and she looks exactly like she did at the very beginning of the book yes. but he you know she's watching an old man and you assume it's him yeah for sure cool. i found out that i can't read books when I'm on my period because I started crying again and like it was uh, it's sad I mean it, it is okay like it's I really liked it um this was probably the the least comic-y comic that I've read with you guys and it, mm. by far my most enjoyable uh because there was so much reading to it and so mm. much like analyzing of of what's going on um I really enjoyed that. I, I, it's, I think it's one of those stories and I think this is the intention of it. Um, it's, there's, when you read it, because there's so much self-reflection of the main characters, there becomes a lot of self-reflection and like in at, for yourself, like as you're reading it. So you do kind of remember like who had made, I'm not saying that like the, like the exact same um like what's the word like influence or whatever on your life but you do mm. remember back to certain things like that and I and I appreciated that of the book I thought it was really good I loved the artwork I thought it's very the, beautiful yeah mm -hmm. I thought the way that they were drawn um I thought the way that the scenes were with the fairy in the sea were really cool um I just thought the whole thing was really pretty and I liked I I think that's something that as people and especially now like in whatever age we're in like the idea of like the hustle you know the idea of like oh we got to make our mark or we got to do this or I want to be on TikTok or I want to have an Instagram or whatever right so like we're always trying to find something that makes us special we're always trying to and, and I mean this is just like humanity we're always trying to find things that make us like stand out to someone mm -hmm. and so it's just it's bittersweet this book because you you prop and, and I know it sounds like cliche because there's like that saying like to one person you may be the world or whatever but like I really do think that we are to someone out there it's like our words what we've said that like the brief moments of interaction really did leave a mark on someone and it doesn't have to be like in an like in a lovey way it can be like in a platonic way or whatever yeah. but I I really do think that that's important to hold so that way 
you find meaning in your life because I think some people don't necessarily find meaning within their lives if they don't feel like you know I don't own my house by 35 I don't do this I don't do that so I think it's I don't know maybe I'm going off on a tangent but I really did like this book a lot I it made me think about a lot of things I don't normally think about no I I absolutely agree with you because that that concept of what if that he has standing mm-hmm. at the at the train station, like what Brian was says, if, if you cut it off before the train station or even before he meets um, the young Eminon mm-hmm. or even before even even if you cut it off before second volume, because later volumes, you, you kind of get confirmation of, it, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you had this idea that it, it was a questionable thing, is she or is she not holding the memory of, you know, life on earth or whatever, um, this concept of what if I did this one thing different, how would my life be, mm-hmm. is imminently relatable. Mm-hmm. It's something we all do. Mm-hmm you know, what if I had taken this job and not that job or moved here and not there or met this person and not that person Mm -hmm. or stayed with this partner and not that partner divorced and not stayed or stayed and not divorced or, you know, yeah, any number of different things, we all consider it. So it's exactly what he's doing. What if I had made this choice and not the choice I made? Um, And it's you know I I just I really liked it I also like the idea of a kind of soft science fiction which Mm -hmm. isn't necessarily super super popular um because it's you know the science fiction of memory the science fiction of um biology Mm -hmm. which which isn't super a thing that happens a ton um but this character i mentioned last week when i talked about the book that there's a character like this in gunner craig court um jones uh she she's been around since um like the birth of the planet she's not holding the memory of all life she's like as old as the earth Uh, so she's similar in that way um I'd also like reference if this kind of character, or this kind of trope interests you. Serafina is a novel about dragons and maternal memory. So like, oh, that's cool. Kind of the same thing. Um, the maternal memory that uh, that Imanon has passing down. Uh, Serafina is a novel about like music and maternal memory, like passing down memories that dra- that maternal dragons do. Uh, and and that was really cool. There's also a uh, Netflix sci-fi movie that's several years old now, uh, Advantageous, that's about uh, passing memory down and personality from one body to another body. And it's a mother in the movie uh, trying to do it to, to for youth. They're doing it for oh. um, like you know, skincare, we want to look younger and younger and younger. And in this case, it's like, as a way to look younger, we're passing our, our bodies or passing our personalities and our memories into a younger body. Um, That's a lot of implications there too. It's a little harder sci-fi because there's actually, you know, there's some science behind it, but it's, it's, it's an issue with memory because they 
play on the characters instead of like focusing on the science of it. So it's what does she remember when she's been moved to the new body? I so like yeah, that. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's not the most common thing I've seen done with sci-fi, but I like it when it's used because it's very interesting, that concept of memory and how mm-hmm. it's passed down because one, my memory shit, I've got you know, <laughs> that issue with my epilepsy, my memory is just awful. Mm-hmm. And so this concept of a memory that does not fade or does not fade easily is amazing to me. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just not something that's done often. I think this is a really good, like, I've, I really like science fiction, but I have a really hard time with, um, like, Highland and, like, other science fiction writers. It's just hard for me to, like, be interested in it, like, to keep my, to keep my interest. I'm a, um, I'm a huge Octavia Spencer I probably just Octavia Butler, not Octavia Spencer. Octavia Butler fan. <laughs> she is, um, yes. And um, I, I do like her work. I've had to study it before for school, and I really enjoyed it. But um, I um, so stupid, Carrie. But um, I liked this because it did make science fiction more palatable and like easier yeah. for me to understand. You know, so I, I really character- did enjoy it. Yeah, when it's character focused, it's a little bit more easy than yeah. when they're, you know, the hard sci-fi stuff is, you know, it. I, I agree, it gets kind of boring when they're just talking about spaceships all the time. Yeah, yeah. I can't do it. Um, and I was, I was actually, that was one of the things I really noticed. I am a fan of like old the the sixties sci-fi that that the main character talks about. It's, yeah. Um, I'm. I'm a fan of like Heinlein and I'm a fan of like Bradbury and all, all of them. And this, I think that was an intentional pull for the book, for the writer to, to mention, because this book has that vibe to it. It has very much like, it, it, yes. it, 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 it plays like an old sci-fi story, like, a, like an old 60s sci-fi story, very much like a stranger in a strange land, which mm-hmm would um kind of reminds me a lot of that one um because it is kind of like one person focus who's kind of basically human but a god and i would say that Iman- imanon is is uh is 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 the same way is is basically she's essentially a god even though she's mortal in a sense <laughs> you know so so yeah yeah definitely i think that fits very well or like I think it works well for Vonnegut, which is very, mm-hmm. you know, like person focused. It's very character focused, sci-fi sort of stuff. Yes. So, yeah. Okay. And the the first short story, I think, was in the 80s. So, like, the manga came out in the mid-aughts, mid to late aughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the first short story was in the 80s. So, a little bit closer to the 60s in the manga. Cool. Mm-hmm. And... I speaking about it being converted into a manga, um, the art. I we read a lot of comics and we read a lot of different types of comics and there's a lot of artists and everything that I, I enjoy. It is very rare when I can say I would take any panel in this book and put it on my wall. Like every panel in here, maybe the one where the captain's checking on people is mm. <laughs> maybe not that one, but basically almost every single other panel is beauty. It's so like expressive and there's so much going on, even on the simple panels of like the boat in the water. Mm. It's like, everything's just gorgeous. And 
you know, and like the the womb and like the you know and like the kind of way she's describing her life as, as like being born as an adult and they're showing a picture of her basically in the womb as an adult because mm-hmm. that's effectively what she is and, right. I, and that's actually something i wanted i was wondering if, if she would get into as well as that does she re, is, are the memories passed at birth or are they passed at, at in the utero like when when she's conceived because that would be really interesting too is like does she know does she does, does she have the experience and about being born that no one can really you know as an adult say that they do you know it sounded to me like it was passed as she was being born yeah okay but yeah that's yeah but, but, yeah know, i would not want the memory of my parents doing it and conceiving me she's got it <laughs> like, that's, hello. that's like yeah. a I would I would kind of hope my dad always abandoned us (laughs) because I wouldn't want my dad staying around for that but the thing is is she does remember that she does remember always yeah no she does I know but that's what I'm saying is I would not oh yeah yeah I just I just had the realization that yeah she does she does because there's an image of it yeah where she and it yeah because they're always her dad and her husband or her boyfriend or her lover or whatever, mm-hmm. her one night stand and also her father. Weird. Yeah. It's very weird. Definitely. And then in the meeting, the, the, the main character reminds of a, of a former lover. Of a former. Well, yeah, her husband from the Edo period. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was cute. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay. And like, well, so how does this continue yeah because into another i was surprised the second book is like her and she runs into um her brother oh that's right she mentions her brother yeah and the third book is uh she gets found and she's lost her memories (gasps) oh i think there's a fourth book but i don't know what it is Yes, earlier the, that, that the short stories continued until like 2017 oh, oh wow it's prolific That's, so yeah yeah i'd like to okay, read those light novels in japan like people who write light novels in japan will write these short stories for like a bazillion years they're like romance novelists in america mm-hmm. who like keep the Friggin publishing industry running who write books every two weeks or whatever romance novelists do i don't i don't know how these people live how they do this stuff but holy crap uh yeah no I, i'm pretty sure it's 2017 when the last one came out oh wow that's yeah hold wow. on let me check but that's 20, almost... 2017 plus so you know what maybe wow. it's still going dude's wow. 73 years old that's Keep amazing on writing. and then when he dies and his memories are, are placed into his child, he they can start right. I wonder if that like has something the fact that the person is in their 70s now, I wonder if that has anything to do with this type of book. You know, because yeah. like that's the big I mean, it could. Thing, like but he, you know, he wasn't in the 70s when yeah. they started. So I yeah, I would like to I would like to get a hold of a translation. Yeah the more recent ones yeah to see if that had an impact yeah that's yeah that's that, that's what i meant yeah perspectives know, like, could definitely change i know that as like i mean my my dad turned 69 yes. uh yesterday and his memory is not great and i know that that's something that bothers 
him and it bothers my mom. So I'd like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to be a fly on the wall and understand what that writer is saying to himself as he's writing these things. I wonder like what the meaning is behind them now. Yeah, it would certainly be interesting. And yeah, he was born the Christmas Eve, December 24th, 1947. Hmm. What in the fuck yeah. are you, you sending us? What? Sorry, I just sent you a picture of that spider that's also on my window. Oh my oh, wow. god. A new uh, uh, fourth host of the podcast. Yeah, dude, oh, yeah. it's back. It's it's actually <laughs> building that web that it didn't build oh, last time. Isn't it gigantic? It's huge. It's yeah. Why? So, um, huh. well, re really quick, um, when we're talking about the sci-fi aspect of it, um, I know that there, there is a study and a theory of like certain cultural and like and like physical memories being passed through dna essentially it's why through animals and humans because it's like why animals don't, don't look up in the sun and burn their eyes out because they're just born with the mem not with with the ideas of like their ancestors you know and there's that thing with what is it crows i mm -hmm. think crows uh crows and that they'll hate certain they hold grudges against certain mm -hmm. things for like multiple generations and that's that's like genetic memory and, mm. and then the, and the things you know like that like kind of make you maybe it's pigeons not crows no you're right especially crows. with like okay. fighter fight or flight as well you know it's like those that's that's such a an ancient feeling that like and that that comes from like your primordial cells you know it's like yeah you know like fire bad you know <laughs> and stuff like that you know so um so yeah like and, and so this is almost this is just taking that concept and just adding another you know little wrinkle to it where it's everything right it's pretty amazing so this is just me because I like to know these things and I like to think about them. But like, if you were the spouse and you would, okay, like, is the implication that she doesn't love him? Like they're in a loveless marriage? Because if I found out like my partner had a letter from some random ass chick <laughs> that he spent four hours with 13 years ago, I'd be pissed. Yeah, that's- I'd Well, it was like, an what? arranged marriage. So yeah, it but, might not be necessarily love less, but I think, you know, it's an arranged marriage, so it might be a little bit distant. Gotcha. A different kind of love. Still, I mean, like, we're, we're possessive and jealous animals. You still wouldn't be mm -hmm. upset about that, even in an arranged marriage? Yeah. I think I would. You know, it's it's one of those things yeah. people there are lots of people that is like if they're economically comfortable and they've got their kids there are lots of women that put up with that shit especially like women my mom's age yeah which she would true. be you know yeah i i true. couldn't personally yeah but i also would not be in a you know yeah, arranged yeah. marriage yeah yeah <laughs> exactly because i would I'm, never allow myself to do that because where he kept the note in the wallet is like where you put like your picture of your, like your id you and your spouse or your id or like yeah. 
or like your, your children. I was yeah. like, oh, that fucker. Like I would like, I got a little like upset. Cause I was like, really? That's so disrespectful. But at the same time, like you're right. If there's not a lot of love to be had, then maybe they don't really care. Yeah, as long as he's taking care of them and he's not actively cheating so he'd be better than he'd be better than a lot of other husbands that's true to be fair he's not putting them in a situation either like he just he just he's pining over somebody else and and not acting upon it really yeah that's true so he's not the ideal you know prince charming husband but he's not abusive oh no 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 i did I did like how he said that he has two kids with a wife who would never read science fiction. Yeah. I thought, I thought that was an interesting one. Yeah. So, so she's not the love of his life, obviously mm-hmm. she's, she's a bit of a disappointment. Wow. But maybe he'll see her differently now. Ah, yeah. Does, do the, does the, uh, <laughs> I, I using Brian, right before we started recording, Brian was like, Oh, we have to, you know, next week is your choice. I'm like, I choose Emadon volume two. <laughs> now, do we touch back to this character again, Darcy, or no? No. Okay. Ah, not that okay. I remember. Not that not that I remember. Which I like. It's been a while. I like yeah, the open endedness no. of that. Yeah. As far as the manga is concerned, I do like that. Yeah. No. The the next one is, yeah. You you meet her brother. It's like a twin. I, I can't remember. It's been a long time since I looked at it. Um, and there's another character who is just, yeah, there, there's, there's suddenly a lot of people who know who she is. <laughs> oh, and they know what happens to her. Yeah. They have, they have some understanding, like the brother knows mm-hmm. um, and they're the art in the second one. I think the art in the second and third one is like, significantly better than the first one i like the art in the first one a lot like i like the art in the first one a lot but the second one and i don't know about the third one third one colored the second one's got a lot of color in it oh interesting like a lot of color pages if not fully colored i feel like there's black and white in the third one i do prefer black and white and I, but i did enjoy the color pages in, that were in the oh yeah one. they're really pretty so so yeah i, I i'm kind of cool with that way on this one but yeah like the brother works at a spa i can't remember if it's earlier like if it's older i don't know it's been a long time since i read these yeah. seriously but um yeah I, I don't think we ever go back to him or his family hmm. not that i can remember that's interesting this was a really good choice i'm glad you chose it yeah definitely thank you Nice. Well, do you guys have any other things you want to add to this discussion or mm-hmm. you guys want to, any closing thoughts? I think it is something Shinji Kaijo at the end of the, like the back matter, mm-hmm. like I said at the beginning of this bit, um, makes a real big notation that that concept of the casual encounter and the once in a lifetime coming together of minds was important for the story Um, and I want to say it's kind of important for like building an interesting kind of life Um, obviously it's not something we can do now because casual encounters um, 
spread pandemics. <laughs> but um, when we're next able to do such a thing, uh, they, casual encounters and a once in a lifetime coming together of minds also spreads ideas mm-hmm. um, and spreads um, understanding of people and creates lasting friendships sometimes or just can change people's entire lives um I I know there are things I never would have done had I not spent you know like 10 minutes in the presence of people when I was 17 when I was in Japan Mm -hmm. like this sort of thing that he mentions um and the sort of concept that not even the science fiction concept, like the slice of life concept Mm -hmm. that he's dealing with here in this book um, is integral, I think, to like human connection. And I think that in a lot of ways, we, I don't necessarily think have lost that because some of it we do make up like in Twitter conversations because we do do that to a certain extent, just like randomly talking to people on Twitter but a lot of it's fighting. <laughs> it means less Good. if it happens lot, on the internet. It, I, th- I think it can be the same on the internet. Oh, okay. I, I really think it can be because you can form lasting friendships on the internet. And I think you can in simple conversations and in simple connections do similar, if not the same things like in tweet threads. But I think too much of it's angry on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I think most of the times these brief conversations in person are more meaningful because you're less likely to be awful to one another. Yeah, you can't be an asshole to someone's face. You'll get punched. I mean, you can be. <laughs> but there's, yeah. there's consequences. But there's consequences to it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and, and these like really, really meaningful, wonderful things are more likely, I think, to happen and more likely to be, to have that depth and to have that, that lasting feeling in person because they happen much rarer, mm-hmm. much more rarely. I don't know what that would be. Um, and, and that's important for that lasting memory, for that to stand out because you talk to people a hundred times a day on Twitter. You have those sorts of interactions hundreds of times a week, mm-hmm. thousands of times a month. Mm-hmm. So that's not going to stand out, but you may have these sorts of casual encounters one time a year in person. So it's going to stand out and you're going to replay that in your mind multiple, multiple times. So it's going to stand out and it's going to be more important. Yeah. So the physical ones do matter more than the ones on Twitter. The, the ones on Twitter or you know anywhere else online can be as important, I think, personally uh, they're not as likely to be because they're not as rare i think the ones on the internet are so to date ourselves even further i remember the very first people i talked to in chat rooms when i was like 15 and 14 those were like seminal super important random ass anonymous connections with people now do I feel the same way about the internet now? No, the internet now is a toilet and I hate it. <laughs> but chat rooms back in the day were, they could still be toilets, but like, I think there was more of like, a, it felt like just like-minded people really trying to have a community, you know? And it 
felt more intimate, even though it wasn't. So I remember those more fondly than I would like, you know, obviously like. I think that might be a part of age though. No, 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 it's, no. It's, no, I mean, because how old you get and how meaningful things get, it's, it's a matter of time. Yes. It, things feel less meaningful the older you get. Well, but a 12-year-old on this internet, their first experience is going to feel as meaningful. Absolutely. But what, I'm, but what I was going to say past that was that I think that now, especially with COVID and the fact that we can't have or shouldn't be having those physical meaning, mm. like meaningful interactions, yeah. I think now it's going to be more of a general consensus of back to that feeling where these instances of talking to people are going to become more meaningful because now it's going to be the main way that we communicate you know what I mean you know what I mean like so even though even though I may think the you know Twitter or whatever Instagram whatever like I do think that I am going to appreciate those moments of like a community feeling or an intimate feeling and like of meeting different people online, I'm going to appreciate them now more or more now, like in the age of COVID than I would have like five years ago. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I right. think that's, I think the pandemic has helped kind of reshape those ideas for me personally. No, totally. I mean, it, yeah, but age definitely has a little bit yeah, of oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. But still, I mean, yeah. Although I, I wouldn't want my 12 year olds on the internet right now. No. Well, they're going to they're gonna sneak on, and I'm sad for them. I, I do remember. I do still remember my Star Wars uh, chat room back when I was 15 in 1986, you know? That's 1988 and 1996. Okay, I was like, 1986, no. <laughs> you're not that old. 1886. <laughs> no. Um, I'll say Star Wars chat rooms aren't that old either. <laughs> yeah. No, and yeah. And that was where I got most of my uh, my, my friends, like, that were my internet friends up through my early 20s, you know, like, and these were better friends than the friends I had in high school, <laughs> you know, so, so yeah, totally. Yep, I ah. still have friends from my Inuyasha forum days, so, nice. absolutely. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Okay, well, actually, this is a, a perfect place to, uh, to to kind of move on but also a great place where this book's discussion led us because it's really about about these kind of meetings and 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 like encounters just as i say oh except close encounters didn't that shut down on craigslist or casual encounters casual encounters that's what shut down was was on craigslist but that was with aliens oh okay yeah Yeah. thank you (laughs) Sorry, that was a dumb joke. Okay. Yeah, it was, yes. <laughs> I will call I will call out my dumb jokes. I, yeah, okay. But um, so okay, I mean well, I guess we'll move on to our um on to our discussion then. Um if you guys are all ready. Hey everyone, this is Brian just jumping in real quick, just more of a disclaimer than anything else. Definitely not content warning, but just wanted 
to disclaim something or just let you all know. Uh, we recorded this on Monday and uh, we're going to be talking about Substack. And uh, after recording, um, it came to our awareness that uh, Substack is also, besides being the future of comics, apparently, um, a platform that is promoting, um, through a lack of policing, hate speech, including a heavy anti-trans stance among posters. And it's also uh, being used by some people on the internet to spam and harass uh, through email um, trans people, especially very vocal trans people, and then as well as pro-trans voices on the internet. Uh, we, we do show interest and excitement about this uh, platform, but once again, um, we're now going to have to kind of take all this new information under consideration before we decide to support this platform in any way. Well, back to the show and some ums and ahs from me, I believe. All right. Thank you. And um, so if, if you've all been paying attention to comic book news in this last week, we, we record on Monday, so there's probably still stuff that's going to drop. Um, but I guess... Do I have to go back last week? Scott Snyder announced an eight um, book deal with Comixology, and which th- that's not out of the ordinary. Um, it's kind of that's kind of a normal. I mean, like the Marvel books, yes, that is definitely out of the ordinary for for a writer like Scott Snyder, who's who's a big name. Comixology, um, you know, does have a lot of big names doing originals, but they're also kind of a place where people get their you know their their name out there in the first place. Right. And, um, and, but then what has happened the last, in the last few hours, last as few of, hours. As of yeah, I'm not even last day, last yeah. couple of hours. <laughs> exactly. Um, first, uh, like James, um, Tinney and the fourth announced that he's leaving DC comics, um, uh, and his, Marvel. <laughs> as, yeah, wow. and, and Marvel. I don't think he was doing anything with Marvel, um, recently, but yeah, he's, he, but he's he basically, was, was he not doing Spider-Man still? Oh, uh, no, he, yeah, he wasn't doing Spider-Man, but, yeah, um, okay. But no, he, um, but yeah, well, no more big two for, for Tinian. He's actually going to a new platform. It's a subscription service that's also, it's basically a newsletter service that's going to have a premium subscriptions on it. Um, it's called Substack. And essentially it's creator owned comics that are released on a, on a um, kind of a subscription basis. And so you can, and so after that news dropped, Nick Spencer um, had mentioned that that he's doing the same thing, Saladin Ahmed, uh, just in the last like hour. Um, and uh, Jonathan Hickman is a big one. Um, Jonathan Hickman's actually doing a, a Jonathan Hickman-y kind of thing, doing a, a giant shared universe series called Three Worlds, Three Moons. And he's having Mike Del Mundo and Mike Huddleston as the artist. And then two of my, personal must-read writers teeny howard and ram v are going to be helping him write it so oh wow that to me is like huge and both ram v's currently exclusively writing for dc and teeny howard's currently exclusively writing for marvel it doesn't mention whether or not they're leaving the big two but yeah i mean yeah they're they're not all leaving they're not all on Substack. uh saladin ahmed's going to be on copper bottle um yeah, it kind of depends on on where they are, what they're doing. But uh, Tinian's completely 
leaving Big Two to do Substack. Wow. Um, Saladin Ahmed um, is doing all his creator owned at Copper Bottle, which is a newsletter subscription. Mm -hmm. And I guess um, Scott Snyder also is doing a newsletter subscription. subscription I besides, believe so. Besides yeah, the comicsology yeah. thing. Oh, and uh, Molly Ostertag as well is a big Molly name. Molly Ostertag, well. yeah. So, so yeah. But, yeah, Molly mainly does indies. Yes. For the most part already. So she's already on that side. Mm -hmm. So this kind of intertwines with a, a recent discussion we've had um, about where creators get paid essentially where, where they make them where they get the money and so this seems like definitely a reaction to um a few things that have been going on especially in the big two for for decades um but have, have really come to light in the last uh, few months where you know they're not getting creators are not getting the the credit either financially or you know verbally or written for the creations that they're doing for these big two comics and they have to go back to indies where they might a lot of them might have already started um to to actually make money and now my, the kind of the question for today i would would imagine and correct and we can also talk about other things too and correct me if i'm wrong about this is basically is this the future like is a subscription service you know kind of almost like a comic book streaming service is this the future of independent comics well it kind of is looking like you know we were talking a couple of weeks ago and we talked creator pay you know like indie marvel back to indie or indie big two back to indie mm -hmm. um and it kind of looks like we've got a pipeline of indie big two subscription, right? That's our new pipeline. Um, I know something else popped and I, we forgot to put it in the news. I forgot to put it in the news. One of us, I saw it like an hour ago and forgot to send it over. Oh, no. uh, but uh, there was a thing that came up through the Guardian that apparently Marvel's payment concept is like if a writer or artist's work features in their film they send them an invitation to the premiere and a five thousand dollar check like oh, wow. we were wondering at that point what the idea was what the concept was how they weighed it um you know and past that what they do i guess past that they complain to get it changed or whatever but that's just i guess the base um i've not read this article it just popped up for me like an hour ago and we were setting up for this so i've not gone beyond that but that's the tag that discussing film had uh, so that's pretty much um what it was wow um so and if that's the base like that's weird I, I don't know how it should be I don't know what it should be there should be lawyers involved in this it should be more complicated than just that because uh, uh, mm -hmm. that's really weird I, I um, don't curse a lot but that's definitely fuck you money I think that's absolutely fuck you money that's we yeah. don't want to think about it that's that's not mm -hmm. actually thinking about it uh, that's absurd um oh god it just makes me so pissed off yeah um, Moving on to like the subscription service concept, it's exhausting to me, just like absolutely exhausting to me. I'm so tired of subscription services mm -hmm. and, I, and I love a subscription service. Don't get me wrong. I subscribe to Marvel Unlimited. I adore it because I cannot afford to buy five trillion comics 
every week. I just can't. I don't make that kind of money. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also cannot afford to subscribe to every single comic creator in the world. Um, individual subscription service that's I can't afford that either yeah. um, and it's kind of I think we've kind of hit that that peak level of like you can't do this to me please don't do this to me you can't all have your individual subscription service I can't do it exactly and and yeah you, you know even if it's like five dollars each but then there's like 10 or 11 different oh, you know God. um creators it's like that's still a lot of money a month with newsletters my email can't handle that can mm-hmm. we can we bundle this it's <laughs> is exhausting there, you know, yeah you know exactly and that's the thing too is that yeah it's it, it, it's it's all going to be hitting your email all at the same time i mean i guess it's the same thing as like digital comic subscription and you buy your books and it's all in comicsology but is this all gonna be i mean it better be is this gonna be after reading that shit on my email yeah exactly like i mean like reading book comics by pdf sucks <laughs> i mean like and yeah, then they, a lot it might not be comicsology but there needs to yeah. be an app but am i gonna have to have a Substack app a copper whatever app yeah, this that exactly they, oh, it's so funny that this happened <laughs> this is so funny that this happened yesterday because literally yesterday I was like, oh, what apps have comics, you know, like, like, because the whole anchor news. Yeah. Um, and, and I was like, oh, and I, I literally downloaded um, the Graphite app. I downloaded Webtoon app and I d- downloaded Tapas. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, now I'm, I'm going to kind of like have, you know, like I'll just kind of cycle through them, especially Tapas where I'll basically in the mornings after I read my nib um, newsletter. I'll right. Probably, Pick, read a, a couple uh quick comics from on top of us and but now this happens it's gonna be that list is now gonna be like there like are 15. so and, many and, if, and if you is, read you've you've got several yeah and i i love i love tinny and i love his work i mean i i his superhero stuff is kind of hit and miss um at some uh, some points but like his creator own stuff is to me is like is gold i mean i i love it and and so it's like i got this is not even like a question of can should i do this it's like yeah you're doing this and then like solid in ahmed i'm literally wearing a miss marvel shirt as we speak right now so i, I, I don't love his miss marvel so I'm, I, I, I'm i'm not I invested in that yeah. so but yeah yeah no it, and it's it's one of those things it's it's my concern as always is my concern it was my concern in kind of like the first place um and it's i don't want to say it because it's rude um but no i don't want to say it because it's rude well, the question is, is that... Can you text it? Because <laughs> no one's well, well, uh, is... These guys, they're so... Uh, uh, this might be part of what you're going to say. Like, does it have to do it. with, like, quality control? Because the, no. the, the, there won't be editing ed- editors? And, no, the, oh. these guys are professionals. I expect yeah. their shit to be, like, of high quality. They, yeah. uh, you know... Um, you know what? Maybe I don't. Maybe if they don't have editors, their stuff will be shit. And I will think that is hilarious. I would love for their stuff would, to be shit without well, editors. What does <laughs> this, well, and also what does this mean then for like the up and comers? Um, like, you know, let's say like the, this, this becomes the trend and in like independent publishers are not necessarily like they themselves create subscription services, you know, like, like will it be more difficult for an up and comer? 
I'm kind of I'm kind of looking at the book publishing industry, okay. honestly. And if we look at what's happened in books and go to like Amazon and see what's happened there as more and more people took to self-publishing and going to like, I'm going to publish my books on Kindle Unlimited um, to make it available on Kindle. Like the, the amount of like, how should I put this again? This is so fucking rude and I hate to say it. So Sharon Chen's an author I really fucking like a whole lot. I've always liked her. I've liked her for fucking ever. She's been around for a long goddamn time. Her books are always fucking incredible. She published this group of books on Ken that were available from the jump on Kindle Unlimited. Um, they were not the best, let's just say. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is kind of true almost across the board. Like these things that um, if, if, if they are being made without that quality control, not that her Kindle Limited books weren't. I think they were just published the way they were published and they were just available on Kindle Unlimited. But you you look at the books that are published that way, there's a lot of less quality control available. So I say from the top, they're professionals, they know what they're doing, but you know what? They have an editorial staff available to them mm-hmm. that they take advantage of. Mm-hmm. I- I'm sure that they know how to do their jobs but so do their editors. Exactly. And, and, but, and the thing is, too, is that I know Comixology has some similar as the Kindle Unlimited, where it's, they, they have the, the books that come out. Yeah, they've got Comixology. And, and they, yeah. I mean, like, the ones I've read have been pretty good. I mean, like, Youth yeah. and, and um, what's the, uh, the Snow Angels with Jeff Lemire and Jock? Yeah. yeah. That was pretty good. So I would yeah. definitely, I mean, like, um, as long as, it, you know, like, as long as there's some kind of, of editorial staff, editorial as, staff as long as they're putting things. it through some sort of editorial staff, I feel like they'll have. Yeah. Also, we don't like like you were kind of saying about Kindle Unlimited. There's so many books going out there that it's kind of hard to sift through. For lack of a better word, the garbage. <laughs> to find oh, the quality so and and this is it's kind of like um for for all gamers out there that have like nintendo the nintendo switch it's like their store their store you go to the new releases and there's like 152 dollar games that suck and then <laughs> you can't find the good stuff because it's just you're inundated with like so and much crap I, I don't know how the kindle like digital store works because i was going through manga the other day and they had hand to my heart they had a uh fan translation upload straight from a mirror site it had the watermark on it oops somebody was making money somebody is making money on a watermarked fan translation i was like hmm okay you've got some fucking problems there so i don't know what's going on with that obviously that's not going to be an issue with this like this is going to be okay i don't my my i i i all hand i want these guys to do well 
like we were saying on the pay them their money episode, mm -hmm. I want them to do well. I want them to make the money they're owed. I'm so glad they're going somewhere where it's their work, their money, their pay. That's how it should work, period. Mm -hmm. exactly. That's awesome. Um, I, I kind of wish they were just publishing books and not newsletters, because I fucking hate a newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> They're exhausting to me. Um, it it kind of feels like some sort of weird, like, Patreon offset thing is kind of what this feels like. Yeah, mm -hmm. I can totally But, like, that. without tiers, it's just, like, a single-tiered Patreon, um, where the only thing you get is comics. I don't know. I, I don't really quite understand all the That's, different angles and there's multiple different ones going right now and everybody's launching them at once. Donnie Cates uh, retweeted Tinian saying, oh, that's a great idea. That kind of makes me think Donnie Cates is gonna be doing it. Well, so now it looks like all the big names are about to drop all this indie shit, uh, yeah. which is awesome. I'm so happy, but at the same time, it makes me feel awful for all these like hardworking no names in indie um, mm -hmm. that, for people for everyone who's in a budget because everybody's in a budget uh people have their marvel dc money and people mm -hmm. have their indie money and that indie money is suddenly not going to be going to no names it's going to be going to big names yep and, and, and that kind of sucks that also includes the studios like boom and and vault and yeah. them as well you know they're, they're unless they they get on this bandwagon as well and have their own newsletters which is going to be crazy if that, if that does happen but yeah it, well it, it, no you're you're not wrong that that might be how they do it too that might be the way it moves mm -hmm. uh, which also means we're going to just like completely kill studios altogether mm -hmm. kill and, kill publishers and also kill comic book stores in a way unless they're going to publish mm -hmm. these collected editions yeah. later you know because i know big two is the it's what drives comic book store sales but like like there is a significant indie market you know, well, it's not going to kill my local one because yeah. my local one ain't selling indies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but and that's just that, but that's the scary part too is that it's yes. going to make it less palatable to, to carry indie books. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, you're you're absolutely not wrong. So it, it is interesting because I, I I definitely think this is going to be a. Um, I mean, maybe it won't be. What the fuck do I know? But it feels like it could be a huge turning point because so many people just in like three hours uh like change their entire career path <laughs> yeah exactly and i know kate donny kate's he was a big name on the um bad idea uh comics like that that yeah. little movement and that movement was that wasn't turned out to not be a clever name and it was a bad idea and so they're they're uh they're going away but it, it seems like he's he's been open for something like this for a while so yeah so yeah this is just gonna blur lines and he's like, off venom so he's yeah and i think he's off thor as well we're getting close to being off thor yeah so, he, so he's open to do something new or to have been doing something new so yeah, yeah i mean it's i could see um the comic that he's doing the independent comic that oh my god it's just totally blew my mind right now my memory uh, is bad too um the crossover um 
I could see that thriving in a, in a kind of a place like this because then it's more like handshakes with other creators instead of having to go through studios to yeah. use characters because um, crossover basically is just that. It takes characters from different industry, different different stories and stuff like that and put them all together, you know? And, and right now it's on Image and Image has a huge amount of books, you know, that they can draw from, including Kate's own books. Or is it Dark Horse? Oh, well, it I think it's image. No, it is image. Um, but yeah, it and but at the same time, and then they've actually used um, All Red's Mad Men, which I think is, is is Dark Horse, which is why I think I got confused there for a second, um, you know, for, for a couple issues. And so, but I think now that it'll be even like, it, I think that's probably why it sounds a little more favorable for him because he can do stuff like this. And instead of having to talk to Dark Horse or, or Image or whatnot, he could just talk to James Sinian and say, hey, can I use Erica Slaughter in my next issue of this book, you know? Right. Yeah, so. And I just saw my shirt. It, there's, I don't know. I mean, it could, it could work a lot of ways and I'm perfectly, I mean, like I said, it's going to change some things. I'm perfectly fine with it happening, you know, fuck the system, whatever. Exactly. It could be as, as a digital reader, it's not very likely to affect me as long as they get their shit together with a reader, with like mm-hmm. a good reader, mm-hmm. um, make it adaptable to a single reader. And I am it's, it's not going to affect me hardly at all. You know, a single pay system and a single reader, and I'm great. Make me download 500 different apps. I'm not yep. going to mess with it. Uh, I'm not going to read your shit. Any, any computer uh, programmers listening right now? Yeah. If you can create an Make aggregate. Yeah. An, an aggregate system that basically pulls from different subscription services yeah. and throws them on the app and you can read them like a, a book, like you would a book on yeah. digital platform. There's then, a good one. That's just called comic. So, um, <laughs> but what about readers like me who don't like digital? Yeah, that, exactly. that, that would be That's my main problem. problem is if, if they're taking this and they're not printing them, then you've got an issue. So I, I would... They, they've got to be printing them somehow and and who's handling that and yeah that's that that's my question well a lot of like comicsology books um they then get sold to the publishers and then they release the collected editions of them like after lift the chip sadarsky book um was a dark horse book after it was on on comicsology so so maybe that's what they'll they'll be doing as well I'm trying to figure who Substack is printing with. We got to do Afterlife soon. That's a good book. I don't know if you guys read that. Yeah, we should. But, we but, should, we yeah. should, we should. Yeah, I just don't see who Substack's printing with. They've got to be. Uh, well, I mean, it's such such an something, it's in its infancy right now, so maybe they haven't even got to that point yet or to a place True. that they can announce it. But, and maybe they're, maybe they're also shopping it around to different publishers True. right now being like who wants to do this and who, who wants to give us the most money you know so yeah oh they but. launched a podcast network too <laughs> <laughs> this is this is like the most overnight like status quo changing thing i've heard in a long time well, they did that last month but yeah they're still yeah they're getting out and getting over there i mean 
woke up this morning and I've never heard of Substack and now it's all of a sudden they're like the biggest name in comics. <laughs> yeah, it, it just, it, it looks like to me, it looks like alternate Patreon. Yeah. And oh. so they, they need to find, they're going to need to find a printer and stuff from Patreon. I read and visit pretty much on patreon so there's a substack app and which means i'll be able to do everybody on substack but i won't be able to do solid and ahmed mm -hmm. um, who's on copper whatever which i yeah. still don't know the name copper of it. pot copper pot um so i guess i'll have to have a different app so mm -hmm. yeah that's oh, it's just gonna be so fucking frustrating it's gonna be like <laughs> my goddamn roku tv and it's 12 billion apps but at exactly. least it's all on exactly yeah, on my tv and and that's the thing to the that it just just like how the apps originally were great for the cable you know the cable cutters and and it was cheaper to just have you know your there netflix and three. hulu yeah <laughs> but now yeah now there's like 50 and, the, and and they're so segregated from each other that it's like you really have to get like at least five apps <laughs> and that's more money probably than a cable subscription you're getting better i think my personal opinion you're, you're getting more curated stuff that you'll yes. enjoy than you would a cable you know thing but still you know it's yeah it, it, it's we're gonna hit that point too with with this whole comic thing because i yeah. think we've absolutely already hit that point <laughs> yeah, in, exactly. in, in my Overnight. opinion and, and i don't pay for that many i think mm -hmm. i pay for two and i do a lot of password sharing yeah because i'm absolutely of the opinion one you've got to i don't know how anybody affords not to mm -hmm. uh, and two uh, back in the day uh we all shared stuff like we mm -hmm. traded books and we uh traded movies and we traded video games we went to our best friend and said here i finished this game you want to play it um that's just the password trading of today um you make a password that you use to share yeah. um and i get that that's not like oh privacy people fucking hate that nonsense but mm -hmm until you give us a way to do that that's privacy capable uh, which i think they should uh, give us ways to share our accounts without sharing our passwords that would be awesome um that makes them less money than... i know it makes them less money but, but the they thing, should do it anyway <laughs> at the same time though it would kind of technically makes them more money because then it gets more people reading the stuff and let's say someone changes their password and you lose connection with someone now you're yeah. kind of forced to go get the thing because you're like oh, i'm gonna miss my my, my friends marathon now because i don't yeah. have peacock anymore you know yeah um but yeah um i mean this whole podcast is based on <laughs> password sharing yes, i mean we that that's how we that's how we read what we read yes. and and then and um our, like our tv apps yeah our TV like apps are when we go on we have so many different accounts and i'll ask brian i'm like who's that person and it's like somebody he lent it to i'm like oh, okay i yeah. don't care <laughs> like, I just as long as we know. know who they are um but yeah um but yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. It's 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 definitely a community thing, and um, I mean, Andrew Levins uses our comicsology to read Kondasha Minga, so yeah, it's 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 just something that I think our community does. I I I honest to God have no idea how you, how people read. 
what they say they read without mm -hmm. either sharing or BitTorrent, like yeah. physical physical comics with people which people still do and yeah. people always yeah. have mm -hmm. they you know i bought a marvel comic my cousin bought a dc comic we flipped right that's how we read comics exactly it's mm -hmm. the only way it worked because that's we how couldn't i did both afford both comics exactly or today i have a MU subscription, you have a CU subscription and we fucking share passwords and that's mm -hmm. how we read comics. Exactly. Because how else we can't afford twenty thousand dollars a month to read comics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who the hell can do that? And 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 also you know what? This is better than like what Carrie just mentioned, like going Stealing to the torrent sites. Yeah. And and then and then no one gets paid. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I see people reading five hundred thousand comics. I'm like, yeah. I, either you're a millionaire, you're stealing that shit, or yeah, absolutely, or you're subscribing or you're sharing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then that's really the only way to do it in a morally correct <laughs> way. You know, to I share. Mean, to be really honest, like when Brian's buying comics, you know, every week or whatever, a lot of the times it's like. Uh, can you hold off <laughs> yeah. for like three days while we have these bills go through and, before you buy comments? And that's just because indie it, books it too, because I don't read Big Two. Like I read Big Two on the apps now, yeah. and and so that's just indie books. And obviously, I, I think I've increased my indie book output or input because of the podcast. But right. it's it's yeah, it's so easy to like. I mean, especially with four dollar, five dollar price tags it's like you you get 10 books and you're like in the 60 dollar you know like area for a week and then yeah. if you do that four times in the month yeah, i mean like <laughs> really like yeah you, it's like i would need an, an additional job just to you yeah. know support your habit and i'm not about to i'm working that. at mcdonald's for my conflict habit and i'm <laughs> working at a different job for for the rest of my life yeah you know That's yeah stupid. exactly so so yeah it's good to share and it's good to and it's and it's good that that's that's the question is going to be like like what how do we support these these creators and how do we get the content that we desire as well as not killing our wallets <laughs> so we'll see how that that goes yeah and and at some point at some point you just have to accept that you cannot buy everything mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i i think a lot of people feel like they have to buy everything. Mm -hmm. They have I, to partake in every single piece of media. Mm -hmm. uh, and not only, uh, nobody has that kind of time, first no. of all, mm -hmm. um, but uh, we also don't have that kind of money. Um, and so at, at some point there, if, if, all of these super high value names from the big two decide to jump off and create their own subscription or create their own subscriptions in the subscription service publishing formats. Um, most of us, and by most of us, I definitely be, mean me, but I also just mean pretty much everyone is not going to be able to subscribe to all of them no. as well as no. keep up with their Marvel DC habit and uh, pay for other independent comics. And for me, where I put value is up and coming 
queer BIPOC creators, mm-hmm. yes. um, not, I'm sorry, um, Hickman yeah. or, yeah. or Tinian. I, I just really don't care. They've got their fan base and that's great and good for them, but they yeah. don't need me um, if, if they're big enough to have subscription services. Exactly. If they're big enough to survive on newsletters, awesome. Um, I'm, I'm going to go keep doing what I do, mm-hmm. buying what I buy. And, and that's great. Um, I, I'm so happy this exists for people. I think it's fantastic. I think more people are going to uh, take to just like they've done in book publishing, self-publishing stuff mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it works. It means more people have access to the medium more people can write and do what they've always wanted to do and i think this is a way to do that just like kickstarter has been for comics mm-hmm. just again kind of why i think this is weird like there are lots of different ways to do this why are they doing newsletters so exactly. anyway um but this is just another way to have access to creating comics um so so why not go out and do it um the only person I do anything like this for right now is Shing and Core. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I was going to specifically bring them up. Yeah. I, me too. I'm, I, I, I'm, I subscribe to their Patreon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but, you know, I get physical shit from them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and um, I'm, I get I'm, actual mail from Shing and Core. I, I personally, yeah. And I'm, that's awesome. I got to do that. Yeah. Okay. Because so I'm, I'm just going to put this out there right now. $5 a month. I, yeah. think, I get actual mail. I think Patreon, I haven't jumped in this conversation that much. I think Go Patreon's fucking stupid. It is. I, for I a lot of stuff. For a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really dumb. Um, I, for Shingen Core, super excited that they have a Patreon. Did not know that very much looking forward because they actually have a voice that I appreciate and the artwork's amazing everything they do is amazing so I'm all for supporting that but like in addition to other subscription services Patreon bills once Mm -hmm. a month can become outrageous yes and I don't necessarily agree with Patreon for a lot of different people but I I just think that I, people need to start. Everything has a. I understand people have to make money, but yeah. everything um, is monetized now, and that kind of freaks me out too. It's like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm just, I'm going off on something well, different, but I mean, I don't like it. I all. have, you know, I have Patreons for extra content for like like podcasts. I like listen to their bonus shows. And um and and there's certain shows that are exclusive to Patreon, and then there's Patreons where I just I do the support the actual creator, like Shortbox. I'm part of their Patreon, five dollars a month, and that's essentially you get um a, a, a about an eight or nine page comic uh for free digitally, that's original like a month once a month, and like and I'm at the same time I'm supporting Shortbox. You know, it's like. It's- but my question is, is why, and this is going to sound like an old person asshole thing, so I apologize. But why is it like our job to pay for, to help someone yeah. live? No one gives me money 
like five bucks a month times 50 like no it's, one does that for me so I don't, work does yeah your yeah. work but i mean like i don't understand i just i well, don't get it if the effort and the time that you would put into a job goes into creating entertainment then there should yeah, it's be like way. it's like, like paying for you know going to see a show or something yeah i mean that's that's kind of like my my justification okay for it is that is that there you know like i'm not i'm not throwing five or ten dollars a month out to somebody who's just willy-nilly obviously spending like five minutes a week to do something yeah okay i just i i don't like okay look one of the podcasts that i support um it they they do reports that obviously take at least like 12 15 hours a week to to just do the research and write and then the entertainment factor of it's great and like let's say they they do it you know and yeah i guess we just put different value on different things i mean like that's not something i i understand but yeah okay i get it it's it's like paying you're paying for their work yeah yeah i i i get that I get it. And I know he's a, a white straight male, but I I subscribe to Kyle Stark's uh, sticker club. Who's Kyle Stark? Kyle Stark's he does he did Sex Castle, um, the assassination. He's doing oh. six the six uh, sidekicks of Trigger Keaton right now, Rock Candy Mountain. Like I really like him a lot, and and he's doing a sticker club where he creates two stickers that are themed together, um, and he sends them emails them out to you. You know, and they're they're really cool and cute and nice and they're fun um so that does sound fun i I like ones that will give you physical things because i like getting mail um i i think i i very rarely do it i know there's some issue with patreon like the percentage that you get um and and people are like going to other you know like other services yeah Uh, so i i can understand maybe wanting to do something like um uh some other service instead of patreon um so doing this instead i've, I've got nothing against it uh, like picking a different service that's fine um you know good on substack for being a different version of exactly. i've got no problem with it um but you know my the main concern I have, if it's a concern, is, is, and maybe I just don't know what it's going to look like, uh, but it's the newsletter thing really freaking bothers me. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I, I totally agree. And I don't need more emails. Exactly. Um, but, but Substack does have an app. So if, if it's coming in an app, it would be coming like any, just any, like you know today marvel unlimited updated what's out this week um so i didn't i mean i do get an email about that i guess marvel unlimited emails me constantly and i just (laughs) ignore that and delete it yeah and 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 i do as well actually because it's usually i've already checked to see what was on there and that's the thing is that just you just have to remember you know that's better if there's an app you just remember thursdays or tuesdays yeah this is this is the day to check for new stuff or I have no yeah. idea what it is for graphite do you know no i have no idea graphite updates? either I, I think it's tuesdays but i don't actually know mm-hmm. yeah i will know in the next couple of weeks when i'm paying more attention to to the you app know what? it may not be a specific day because there's we one that just... says up today green and then others that say up this week 
Mm -hmm. So it may just be they update randomly. Well, yeah. And I just usually check on Tuesdays. Which is essentially like Comixology, even though we think of them as Wednesdays only. Wednesday, but yeah. You know, there's books coming out every day. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's a lot of manga that comes out Mondays and Thursdays. And yeah, so... Oh yeah. yeah. Marvel was today. Mm-hmm. And did anything interesting come out today? New this week. Star Wars books. Ooh, America Chavez number three. Ooh, double trouble yeah. number three. Oh, <laughs> fuck yes. What 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 number three? Which one? Uh, the double trouble Thor and Loki. Oh yes, awesome. Yes. And and also and, and America Chavez has been really good too. It's, it has been good. I like yeah. it a lot. I, but mainly that. Thor and Loki double trouble. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. What else is there? Um, I oh um oh I'm glad they're putting the Marvel action on there. Um, yeah. finally on the on the on the Marvel app because well, they've been out. Like um, because they're on IDW. The, I mean, they're created by IDW, right? Yeah, but they've been on the app. Okay. Oh yeah, but I'm glad that uh, they they weren't for a while though, weren't they? Like they weren't they weren't releasing it for some reason. I don't know. Maybe. I read it oh. on. I read that one with you know the one with uh, all the chewies mm-hmm. like forever ago, like last year or some shit. So so maybe I think when it initially started the Marvel action line, I don't think they were on Marvel movie, but that probably changed real fast. Yeah. Um. But um, Strange Academy as well. That's really good. That's yes, it is. Out. Yeah. So, so I love anyway. Umberto Ramos. That's somebody I would actually wouldn't mind <laughs> subscribing to their uh, to their. Um, they're they're whatever it's called <laughs> we just we're talking Substack. about they're, they're yeah their sub sack or their newsletter um i love i love their art so i would definitely do that <laughs> they need to do what they need to do is like there was a there was a app i don't know if it's still a thing but in do i still have it on my computer there was an app called like it was just called comics or mm-hmm. some shit like that from the from the Microsoft store. <laughs> and it was just called comics and it was a comics reader. And it read pretty much every extension that comics got downloaded under. Nice. And um, any Dropbox that I had like it, it could pull any of them lots of different things i had it could pull any of them and it was just the best fucking app it was great the, i loved it and they it need awesome. that and it could just and it would just be able to read from everything you had that's what somebody needs to make no absolutely that way, that way when you ended up with like 20 billion comics apps it could read from everything kind of like those food apps that are like mm-hmm. just called food yeah <laughs> or or like um eat out or whatever those things mm-hmm. are called that sounds like sexy but that's not it what does. i meant don't, um, don't google that <laughs> don't google that uh yeah but that search all the delivery food in your area not just individual delivery sites yeah like I gets are great and the, for that reason like that's that's exactly what's needed yeah. and what like I buy a lot of humble bundles and they're all sitting you know either on their on the server of humble bundles still because I don't have a place to download all these books that's and so it. humble bundles but, not drop boxes yeah but I would I would love to have but I would love to have like a an app that basically 
keeps track of what books I have on those humble bundles, you know, like, and then it's, it's just kind of like the way comicsology is where you have your, your books that are in the cloud and the books that are on your device. And like, it yeah. would just be great to have a cloud full of all the PDFs I bought through sales and stuff like that, you know, and, right. you know, and just be able to grab them when I want to read them, but nothing like that yet. Maybe if there, if they'll there have is. something in the cloud eventually. Yeah. Like you could connect up everything you had in the cloud and there will be a cloud app. That'd be great. And if there is, if anyone knows. Then you'd know. have to sell your soul to the cloud. Yes. Oh, crap, my spider has caught two things and Ooh. created two little wrap-ups. And now it's, it's, fancy. Carrying its carrying its two little wrap-ups. It's just murdering shit like crazy out there. I thought, I thought our the dog our dog uh, johnny would be our, our mascot but i almost feel like the spider is now our mascot i think it's the spider I'm <laughs> picture. all right well um so yeah i i think you know if there's anything else you want to add to this or is there do you guys have anything else or do you guys want to move on to the end of the show or do you have anything else you want to to bring up real quick before i bring it to everything to a close Final statements. I don't think so. I no? think I ranted and said the same thing like 500 <laughs> times. Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. so, um, all right. Well, um, Carrie, nothing? No, I'm good. Thank okay. you. Well, I have something. No, I don't actually. <laughs> um, so, well, I guess uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and close this one out then. Um, as always, we reach the end of the show. Yeah, we always reach the end of the show, Brian. That's. That's the whole thing. Okay. Well, thank you for everyone listening to the show. And uh, email us any questions or comments at, uh, oh, at comicsdeservebetter at gmail.com. And uh, Instagram and Twitter is CDBpod. Uh, website is comicsdeservebetter.wordpress.com, where you can request um, subject uh, request subjects for a future show. Um, there will be reviews and a rehaul soon. Um, I'm finally, it turned out it wasn't COVID, but whatever it was i'm getting over so i feel more up to spend the time to figure this out and get stuff up and um darcy where can we find you i am at books underscore serial i've got a word website books and serial dot wordpress.com i don't actually have a podcast this week so hmm. i will probably find something new to talk about the not spider sure right about the spider right about the spider <laughs> i'm not sure if i will or not i think it's eating that thing oh hmm. shit the top one you sent looks like a little like it wrapped a white mouse oh. it wrapped a white something no i think it's a moth oh fuck oh, that yeah. spider it's so big it needs a top gigantic. Hat. i'm just so glad now that we have like photographic evidence of it yes yeah and oh it's it oh god it's so big sorry i, I think this might have to go on our twitter the pictures as well oh, so, of my incredibly dirty window yeah i don't think so oh, no. <laughs> no 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 it's the spider. the spider it needs a top hat and a monocle if anyone wants to do photoshop <laughs> All right, well, um, I'm at Brygen2814 on Twitter and uh, Brygen underscore CV on Instagram. And for uh, Darcy and Carrie, unless Carrie, you want to give us your Instagram or? Mm, Not today. We'll let the public yearn for it and then I will give it to them later. Hashtag podcast 
Instagram, yes. I don't know. Okay, for <laughs> for, right. for, for Darcy and Carrie, I'm Brian, and this has been the Comics Deserve Better podcast. So remember, everyone, comics deserve better, and everyone deserves comics, even on a subscription service. <laughs> bye. Right. Bye, everyone. I think Darcy left, so I'm going to say bye no, for I her. Haven't. Oh, there bye. You are. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>